Hello, and welcome back to The Ripple Podcast. My name is Chelsea Connors, certified coach, former therapist, and breathwork instructor, here to help you bridge the gap between mental well-being and personal growth. Let's get to it. All right, this episode inspired by a recent client conversation that I was having all around this common, common concept of not wanting to be misunderstood or disliked. Wah. It's so hard. It's so tough, isn't it? Right? Many of us were taught that in order to be quote-unquote good or be nice or be somebody who is kind, thoughtful, so on and so forth, we should never, ever do anything that could be deemed selfish that somebody else might perceive as being inconsiderate or that somebody else might think is too much, too loud, too bold, too different, too fill in the blank. And as I'm talking about this and as I was talking about it with a client, I think a lot of us who specifically identify as women have this experience at a at a different level. And I think that it applies kind of across the board. And so how this showed up was every week in um, my coaching work, I have client check-ins, whether that's through an app that we use called Voxer, where our clients can send voice and text messages, or whether that is through um, a check-in form where I then send video responses every single week, regardless. Um, something I believe in very much so is being in contact through uh, in between sessions so that you are continuing your growth, you are continuing your progress, and that you have support um, in moving things forward. And this is something that I offer specifically when I am working privately with somebody because we're working together in a really, really close, intimate way. And so, uh, so much of the work is done outside of session, right? Like it, it is, the work is actually taking what you learn and some of the concepts that you might, um, we might talk about in session or some of the new realizations or tools or skills that you might um, take from our conversations. And then you get to go out into your real life and apply them. And so when I was a traditional therapist, one of my biggest pet peeves was when it felt like a client would come to session and we would spend the bulk of the conversation of them just catching me up on the details of what had happened throughout their week and then by the time that they were done with the recap, it was like, okay, well, time's up. Um, see you next time. And there wasn't like we didn't really have the capacity to get to the meat and potatoes. So ever since I started my own coaching practice, that is something when I'm working with somebody privately um, that I'm really, really proactive about to make sure that there's communication in between sessions so that our sessions are most impactful and we are seeing the progress, not just in 45 minutes or an hour 
a week, but actually when you're going out in your life every day in the micro moments and the big moments that you are making moves differently, you're taking what you learn about yourself and you're putting it into practice and it's actually supporting you and seeing the growth and change that you want in your life. That was an unexpected side note, but that is something really important about the work that I do and why, how I believe um, coaching gets to be really different and really powerful for people and why a lot of my clients get see that see the results and the outcomes that they do is because we are kind of like in the weeds in their life and they can pull out their phone and send me a quick voice note about some situation that's happening in real time um, and we get to process through that and apply what we're working on and so on and so forth and so it gets to be this like deep intimate close relationship that is really truly feels like and I'm walking alongside you as you're implementing all of these things and we can troubleshoot as you go and then do the deep work as well. So anywho, um, one of the one of my clients was checking in and she was talking about this fear. She named this fear that we hadn't talked about before. Um, and it was a fear of being misunderstood by some of her family members and the potential of maybe being disliked and how that was showing up from some fears that she was experiencing when she went to the doctor, right, where she needed to use her voice a bit more and really be advocating for herself. And she wasn't sure of the outcome or that she she was so worried about being misunderstood or misheard that she started to notice a lot of nervousness build up before she would go to doctor's appointments that didn't used to exist. And then I had another client who started to notice that this fear of being misunderstood or this fear of being disliked was stopping her from sharing her opinions in her friend group. These people that she's known for years that she's super close with, um, she was starting to grow in new and different ways. And so some of the things that were like the norm for them in terms of how they would spend their time socially started not feeling good. And she had different ideas for things that she wanted to do with those same friends that she loved, but she wasn't using her voice to share that or she wasn't saying no when the plans like didn't actually sound or feel good for her anymore. And so she started to feel really lonely and she started to feel really isolated and when we actually unpacked that, we learned that, oh, there was this glaring fear of being misunderstood, of being misheard, or of being disliked. And without the the willingness to go there or the ability to see that that is actually the thing that was stopping her from using her voice, embracing that change, and then confidently moving forward, she just felt alone and stagnant. Or my other client, using the example of family and doctor, just felt stuck in this cycle of self-doubt and constant questioning. Even though she had all good, the, all of the best intentions in the world. And so here was my response to some of these conversations that I had with these incredible humans. Um, and that was a little bit of um, a gut punch in a sense of, okay, if somebody doesn't like you, 
then what? Or if somebody doesn't quite understand where you're coming from, then what? What is the the meaning or the story that you are creating around what that means about you as a person, as a friend, as a mother, as a patient, as a spouse, as a coworker, so on and so forth? This is where we want to dig in and get really, really curious about the narratives that we create around our experiences or perceptions of the world or what other people we think are expecting of us and ultimately come back to your own truth and your own knowing, right? Because that is oftentimes where your freedom and your power and your sense of relief and your sense of joy and mm, I'm like wiggling my shoulder share as I'm recording this, like your ability to move lives, right? And so we have to find some level of acceptance of the reality that not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to get and understand you. Right? Not everybody is always going to agree with every decision that you make. Not everybody is going to care that maybe you were well-intentioned. And then what? How do you sit with that? How do you accept that? And let me be clear that accepting that doesn't mean just storming through your life, doing whatever the heck you want to do because you want to do it. Right? We're not like overcorrecting in the other direction. <laughs> that is also unhelpful. What I want to encourage you to do is to see where you can find the sweet spot in the middle where you get to discern and, and decide, okay, in what situations do I just have to accept that somebody may not like or understand me and let that be what it is? And in what situations do I need to take that misunderstanding or that dislike and do something about it? Whether that is having some follow-up clarifying conversations, or maybe that is finding a compromise with somebody at some point, or maybe that is exploring how you might approach or explain something differently. Maybe that is finding different supports around you so that you can show up in a different way than than originally that you did. Maybe that means that you you start to um, shift your dynamics or your relationship with some things or some people if there is a sense of misunderstanding or dislike, and that needs to be the next step, right? Like all of those are viable outcomes. But again, we want to come back to you really being in the driver's seat and being more unapologetic about who you are. Being more accepting of yourself so that you can live from a place where you feel grounded and then go out and share from that place with the world, knowing that some people are going to be really, really compelled and attracted to that. Other people may not get it. And that doesn't make you wrong. That doesn't make you bad. That doesn't mean that you are selfish or a mean person or whatever other narratives might exist beneath that fear of being disliked or misunderstood. And the more that you can 
really dabble with this and unpack it, you're going to see yourself more clearly. You're going to feel like you can breathe deeper. And then I bet you, you're going to start living and speaking differently, right? Which is what we are all about here at The Ripple and the work that I do in the world. And this is what I mean where it starts with the inner work and the external work, right? Like we have to be doing the internal work to understand what's contributing. And then we have to go out and do the external work to make things happen differently. So think about how or where this might apply in your life. Get curious about what are the stories or the narratives that live within you that might be stopping you from accepting that some people may not like or understand you. And then see how you can start to practice some acceptance around that and know when you want to invest further in that situation to clear the air, take the next best step. And when just like accepting it and letting it be what it is gets to be enough. All of those things can exist. Um, And I know this is oftentimes a lot easier said than done. So if you are looking for a bit more support around figuring out how to do some of this work, make it a bit more tangible. I am hosting an upcoming workshop called Sorry Not Sorry. I'm going to drop the details for the um, the workshop in the show notes below so that you can sign up. Um, it is free and we are going to be doing a lot of this work around recognizing where you might be shrinking and apologizing and figuring out how we can unlearn some of that and where you go from there. All right. Until next time, here is to the small choices that you make that have a big ripple. Talk soon.